minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Hey there, hi there, who there? We're as, yeah, welcome, yeah. As can, we're as welcome as can be. M-I-C-K-Y. Why? Because we because like you. We Wait like a minute. You. Because we because we like you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sing a song for you. <laughs> <laughs> a giant pudgy digit. Launching toward the camera, got your attention. <laughs> Pat out. <laughs> it's diabetes. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about a Bill Bill Cosby vehicle? Is that allowed? I'd bet a pudding pop on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we we Ooh. better move on. Better move. On. Welcome to episode one hundred and six of the Play It By Your podcast. Uh, Brady Liming with me. Hello. Regal Beagle attire. Yes. Always something going on at the Regal Beagle. Some kind of misunderstanding. Yeah, I'm sure Larry being a lech would be one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about a character that would be canceled this day and age. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Many 70s characters would be canceled. Oh, absolutely. Me sporting the Cobra Kai tonight, and I think we've touched upon that before. The uh, how that show does an outstanding job of turning the tables and making uh, Johnny and his ilk very uh, sympathetic, yes, sympathetic, Good even noble, relatable, yes, yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, Gary Goldman, a, com- a comedian I often talk about here, has a Karate Kid bit. <laughs> says, and he says the same thing that uh, it was actually Daniel that was the the person who should have been hated and all that. But uh, of course, there's a whole fan fiction thing about that, and you can look that up. Oh but, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're uh, headed down a, a lupine excursion here. Uh, again, welcome uh, episode 106 of the Play About Your Podcast. Visit oh. our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. Uh, we will refer to that website here uh, as we go through the show. 
Now, I got to give some props out. This is a loyal earbud. Not only is he tuning in, but he's tuning in, in va- on vacation. Maxwell from Florida. Welcome, Maxwell. What part of Florida, uh, Maxwell? Let us know. Uh, by the way, any one of the other 10 people, please uh, please let us know you're here or who you are. You can lurk in the shadows. Do as you will. But uh, well, Maxwell, I, I just Maxwell. got back from Florida late Friday night. Kirsten. Kirsten. Welcome. Happy uh, happy birthday to Emma. She just had a birthday, did she not? She did. Tanya, welcome. Tanya. Jacksonville is where Maxwell is. Jacksonville, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So Atlantic side of Florida. All right. uh, If you've not been here before, we uh, each come to the table with a topic. We talk... uh, 20-ish minutes on said topic, more on the ish than 20, and then we move on after we've exhausted that one and move on to the next one. So uh, me and Brady will both have a topic tonight. Uh, Once again, just uh, talking about uh, mechanics of our show and uh, such. Uh, Thank you for stepping out of the shadows, Miss Wilson. Howdy. Miss Wilson. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's going to stick. We... We're 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 looking at the show and uh, could possibly have some uh, people who may fill in as a third here, uh, but uh, that will that will come a bit later. But uh, hope you stick around with us as we re uh, reframe ourselves uh, going forward. Now wait a minute, I'm confused, Maxwell. You saw the oldest that stash in the U.S. Did someone have a? You see some 110-year-old guy with a mustache. Is that the oldest stash in the United States? So I, that must be, <laughs> must be a typo. Uh, Jonathan met Brady at a Psychedelic Furs concert in Lexington. Yep. I just went to see them uh, at the very beginning of July in Dayton. Excellent show. Our Jonathan and his wife, was hanging. we were hanging out. Met some cool people at that show. Uh, schoolhouse. Uh, oh, you made it down to St. Augustine, my old stomping grounds. So S-C-H-E must be shorthand for schoolhouse. Yes. All right. Uh, also, before we go forward here, I have an apology to make. Uh-oh. Um, apparently in episode 101, when we were discussing uh, the live episode 100 we had, uh, I, I was at Sons of Toil the other night getting ready for my trivia job, and I saw Mr. Tom Wessner. He says, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. I, I, I said, uh-oh, what is that? He said, my son, we were listening to episode 101, and you said that he was like nine years old. He's 13. I said, that that's that's horrific of me. You can't, if you're 13 years old and someone calls you nine, that, that's, a, that's a major shot to the ego. So I apologize Mr. Westner for, for, uh, we are very sorry. It was probably just one of those things he was trying to draw comparison between an adult listener. And, um, and I think this is the son that he's a frequent listener. I've been told on his way to sports practices and he dropped a, we're out of milt line <laughs> on his parental units. So he gets props for that. Keep him coming, yes. sir. Well, and, and and in all seriousness, I do apologize for that. I, and I don't even know what I said. You know, it's, 
I, I usually take great stock in what I say, making sure I don't say something stupid. But uh, uh, like you say, it may be me saying he, him in comparison to our other listeners is like whatever. But I won't try to uh, I won't try to uh, couch it in something that it wasn't. I apologize for misaging you, Mister Westner. I will not do it again. I will uh, give you your due respect for your years respect. of life on this on this earth, on this rock we call Earth. All right. That being said, Mr. Liming. Yes. You're up. So uh, I am up. I am uh, going to try to bring the heat. So we're going to dip into a little bit of nostalgia and fun like we usually do and add our own play it by your flavor to the stew. So um, it, school is starting. We're not going to talk about going back to school. But on a related note, around about the time that school started, it was always a big deal. And we've referenced this before that Saturday morning cartoons would release their uh, new slate of um, offerings. And we've talked about Saturday morning cartoons. We've talked about our favorites, but we're going in a different direction. I have found a couple lists that I will cite. And these are the worst Saturday morning cartoons ever. And um, in fact, one of the lists is called What the Freak saturday morning cartoon list i'm paraphrasing there but it was um it, but we're all going we're rowing the same direction on this these are just some absolutely terrible ideas and they're kind of broken into categories now i do want to reiterate children those of you 30 and under young adults um you have basically lived your life with cartoons on demand. Yes. Between Boom and Nickelodeon. And, um, well, heck, even when Eric and I and Todd were cartoon, kids. Car- cartoon yeah. Network. Yeah. yeah. N- Nickelodeon was there, but it wasn't many cartoons. It was a different kind of kids programming. You can't do that on television. The exactly. Original, the original sliming. Yeah, the original sliming. And um, so with that, you waited for Saturday morning with bated breath. And sometimes you would get a four-course exquisite gourmet meal, and sometimes you would get schlop. Right. And this deals with the schlop end, or what the heck were they thinking? And uh, we'll get, so um, this uh, comes can from... I, can, I ve- can I veer off on something first here? Sure. Okay. So when we watched cartoons on Saturday morning, it was not just the cartoons. They were trying to teach you something in between the cartoons. Yes. And and obviously the probably the most famous one was Schoolhouse Rock. You know, all the yeah. different uh, Schoolhouse Rocks that we had. Uh, you know, Conjunction Junction, I'm Just a Bill, uh, things of that sort. Don't uh, drown your food. <laughs> time for timer made uh several different appearances on uh, i hanker food. for a hunk of cheese yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so there was that now I'm, I'm gonna throw some others at you brady because we have not talked about this probably in a long time do you remember in the news i do it was on the cbs cartoon with john Sweet. chancellor Sweet, yes they had that little doodly, 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 doodly. <laughs> what was it again, Eric? Doodly, 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 doodly. <laughs> in the news. 
Yep. So, so you got your little news headlines there. You didn't have your, well, CNN was kind of there, but I mean, kids didn't watch CNN. So that's where you got your little kid based news. Um, NBC had the more, you know, and they would give you yep. little, little things, little good, Heck good that book learning and education stuff. Yeah, that's right. Give me a cat hitting a mouse with a lead pipe. That's what I want. But, but see, they snuck they snuck it in on us, and we liked it. You know, we yeah, liked Schoolhouse Rock. You know, it, it it wasn't a sledgehammer over the head. It was it was it was very well done. So that's yes. my little excursion there as I think about Saturday morning cartoons. But go ahead. Yes. So um, so we're gonna start with um. Now th- there are many different categories here. So I'll announce the categories, and this one comes under. One that is well regarded, and I liked as a child, but I look back on it, or they watch it now, and it's like, "What the heck? This is terrible." <laughs> and uh, I was kind of, I was kind of getting a little snippy before this started when I was watching, but Jabberjaw, 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 <laughs> and Jabberjaw was a shark, yeah. and who hung around in an underworld or underworld, excuse me, undersea world, and he played drums in a band. Yes, with with fins and non-opposable thumbs now. Yes, no, nonetheless. No, th- no, no thumbs. Now, he could have rocked out the congas and the bongos. You could fin that. Yeah. And I want to see him pull up, pull off a jazz brush mood, move with no, you know, no digits. So, anyway. And, and, and honestly, you say that I, I watched Jabberjaw. Yeah. But I don't remember other than him being a shark being underwater and in like you said in your underwater world i don't remember yeah. the, the gist of it and i didn't even remember the playing drums part yeah so yeah like they were in a band but they solved crimes and you know solved mysteries crime, and things like that a lot of crime occurs under the sea you know oh it does it does <laughs> <laughs> but they they were hit those kids you know those they were selling their coral reefer and um, I'm kidding. So anyway, but uh, but Jabberjaw, and it sounds like just like what it says, a plot to foil evil aliens or ocean monsters to get to their next gig. Now, I repeat that sentence. It's like, what? It, exactly. Um, so Jabberjaw kind of falls under like, why? Whose idea was this? So anyway, I, and I it guess, gets weirder. I guess I could, I could bring up pictures here. Yeah, you could bring up a jabberjaw. <laughs> it's just fun to say because that's how he talked. He was jabberjaw, yeah. <laughs> but um, and, and so I don't know why jabberjaw must have come from the New Jersey portion of the ocean, <laughs> where he, <laughs> he had that New York accent. So I think he was supposed to be like mimicking someone else, and I can't, I can't put my finger on the character that he's trying to mimic. <laughs> like he's yeah, they did that a lot. Of- so, there he so, is. So, so let's look at this picture here. <laughs> let's. So, so you've got, like you said, Jabberjaw playing the drums. He's kind of folding his flipper over there <laughs> or his fin. You got the guy on the right who looks like a very shaggy sort of dude. Uh, is, is he shaggy or is he the guy who uh, who is Speed Buggy's driver? Oh, right yeah. Here? It, it it could be either one of those. It, it's a it's a mashup. Play no, upright. Yeah, no, I think the girl, the girl with the uh, 
with the tambourines there. I think she was one of Captain Caveman's teen angels. And And the one on the far left looks remotely like kind of Bernadette Peters or something. A little bit. Now, the guy playing the guitar there, I I don't know what he is, but actually, he looks like a speed racer-ish sort of dude, too. Of course, these are actually, he looks like Fred with a dye job in a tracksuit. Well, that, that, that is true. So, yeah, you have Hanna-Barbera cartoons, so probably a lot of the same artists, so you get similar-looking characters. Like I said, this guy over here um, on the right. That's just like, shaggy. That, that's shaggy with a, a elongated jaw and a bigger nose and bigger eyes. And a sailor's hat. Right. Okay, on to the next one. The Three Stooges are an acquired taste anyway. I happen to think they were physical comedy geniuses. But that does not mean that it translates well to a Saturday morning cartoon. But wait, it was the 70s and 80s. So you just can't have Three Stooges. What do you do to spice things up? You send them to space. It's the robotic Three Stooges. The robotic Three Stooges. Um, yeah. That's bad. Why? I, so, so why would you have robots that are slapstick? Exactly. Why not program them to be, you know, much more professional instead of bumbling, <laughs> you know, that stuff. And, and, and why space? <laughs> it was the can't 70s you, and 80s. Can't you have slapstick robots on Earth? I guess so. I guess so. All right, got um, a couple got a couple comments here. Uh, Savannah, welcome. Uh, it is John's birthday. I did uh, you did put that on our uh, Happy birthday, timeline. John. Happy birthday, John. Many happy returns. Amy with us. Uh, she said hey, about the Saturday morning cartoons, the commercials always make the toys look so fun and look Don't so get me well started on that. Looks so well made too, because they were not nearly as well made as they looked in the in the commercial. My disappointment with the Spider-Man web shooter and its and its <laughs> lying commercial was well documented back on one of our previous episodes. Yes, I was not swinging web to web <laughs> and wouldn't even stick. It was a little suction cup dart that wouldn't couldn't catch a cold. Um, so. The next one on that line, sort of Harlem Globetrotters legends. They were a guest on Scooby-Doo, but when you had the superhero, the super Globetrotters, they had superpowers. The tall one turning into spaghetti. I'm not making that up. Currently, Neil, who looks like he has a cephalocranial issue and, and he becomes a basketball head. Yeah, and um, so it's just where they go from basketball to like saving the world, turning into spaghetti. Say that sentence out loud. Well, and I mean the seventies were the heyday of the Globetrotters. Yeah, I mean, had this this cartoon here. You had them, you had them on a Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island movie. Uh, you had them on Scooby Doo shorts with the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, really, they the had primetime specials. They they were everywhere. They were on Wide World of Sports. I was getting ready to say, the poop stopped on a Saturday afternoon evening if you knew the Globetrotters were going to be on Wide World of Sports. Exactly. Um, so, 
we're going to cross genres to the next category. And um, this was the early attempts to turn video games into Saturday morning cartoons. Pac-Man yes. was the first one. And they said it, it's, it was absolutely terrible. Um, I don't, I remember watching it, but um, you know, it, it was just, the animation was not good. I guess it was very jumpy, but um the joke was that this person said was like, you know, and the writers had to be kind of creeped out by finding ways where the protagonist eats the antagonist every week. <laughs> True. So I remember watching it too. I, I must not have watched it very much. Cause I don't like you. I don't remember much of it. It must've been bad. And, um, but this one truly sounds, and I don't remember this one. Okay. Eric. I'm going to put th th this goes right to you. What video game from the early years would be, be a terrible cartoon. Just when, if you had to give a flash answer. Cubert. <laughs> and you win the prize, sir. There was a Cubert cartoon. Cubert was a round ball of a man with like a little fuzz ball. Kind of look at thing that had a nose like a bike horn. Yes. And he had feet. But this Saturday morning cartoon um, put him in. Uh, by the way, Kubert cursed also in the video game because when he would fall or something, it would be like the exclamation point hashtag <laughs> thing. So you'd think that Kubert would cuss like a sailor on the Saturday morning cartoon, but he doesn't. But they set it to the 50s with like um, 1950s style world complete with hot rods, sock hops, soda shops, and saddle shoes. Why set this? Well, but essentially all Kubert did was in the video game was jump square to square and turn the squares different colors. Yes. And the object was to turn all the squares the same color. But how does that translate, like you said, to 1950s, whatever? Yeah, you know, to, to a, a round ball with, with no hands and just feet. So that's bizarre in itself. And um, speaking of the 50s, we're going to cross into another. Um, well, let, I me, just, let me put this comment up here first. Uh, Tanya says her husband, John, said Cuber the exact same time I did. So great mind. There you go. I mean, I can make a case. I can make a good cartoon about Centipede or Donkey Kong. Yeah. But, but, Cubert? I can make a better Saturday morning cartoon out of Pong. <laughs> probably but, so. Probably so. So now we're going to go into sitcoms that got spun into Saturday morning cartoons. First that one being that was, that was that was never good. I don't even know what you're going to say. That's that's never good. But go ahead. Fonz and the Happy Days Gang. Nah. So, um, just yeah. So Fonzie was saddled with a cartoon dog named Mister Cool, and so but see you got to you got to throw a space into it. A time traveling traveling alien named Cupcake zaps a 1950 something, and becomes. Yeah. So what is about aliens? So it was the seventies and eighties, the Star well, Wars. Well, but thing. even 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 the sixties though, because I my mind for some reason as we were talking went to the Flintstones and the Great Gazoo. Yeah. 
I mean, where does that come in to play? <laughs> and actually, as far as an added character, Gazoo wasn't bad. I mean, they're much worse added characters. Than I do never great, dumb dumbs. <laughs> the great Gazoo, you know. But yeah. What, what 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 is it about this throwing <laughs> outer space into it? <laughs> What <laughs> tweet with that football player or some kid looked like the great gazoo? It was uh, a Twitter thing, <laughs> had a big old hair helmet. It's like, hey, I didn't know I went to third grade with a great gazoo. But um, <laughs> but speaking of sitcoms, um, I didn't know this existed either, Eric. It's the Saturday morning cartoon Laverne and Shirley joined the army. Yep. And it was capitalizing on the wave of Private Benjamin. Correct. But it just can't be straight up. They went to the, I'm going to read this sentence and tell me how this goes over. They decide to leave Shots Brewery behind and they join the armed forces where their commanding officer is a pig in an army outfit named Sergeant Squealy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, is is it a necessity to have a talking animal in a cartoon? I I think that there's some suit with a clipboard with a bunch of analytics. It says the kids like Private Benjamin and they like talking animals. Make it work. I mean, yeah, nonsensical. And um, I. I don't see the fellow's name that wrote this, but I will give him a credit at the end for this next joke. So after it says, um, you know, where Lord only knows where the idea of the pig came from. And he said, cocaine in the eighties was a heck of a drug, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, all right. Um, so here we go with, um, more TVs. There was a Dukes of Hazard cartoon, but it was just called the Dukes. In which the good old Duke boys took part in a race around the world against the villainous Boss Hog and Roscoe P. Coltrane. So um, I don't remember that one. And I liked the Dukes of Hazard as a chi- as a child. So I don't recall that one. Well, but but see, that's the thing though. The the Dukes of 1983. Hazard. The the Dukes of Hazard was based upon a kid demographic. Yeah. Why do you need a cartoon? I, I mean, I'm just asking rhetorically. Of course, they want to make money. That's why they need the cartoon. But um, I, why, I'm like you. I watched the Dukes of Hazard religiously. I never watched that cartoon. No. In 1983, let's see, I would have been 12. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had not outgrown Saturday morning cartoons yet at 12, really. No. My interests were going elsewhere, but I still watched them. Yeah. Um, uh, Amy says proof there were a lot of things smoked in the 70s or indeed, s- indeed, snor- or snorted as the case may be. So, Amy, hang on for this one because, um, once again, as an 80s kid, I don't remember this, but it's arguably one of the biggest pop culture phenoms from the 80s. And I did not know that this cartoon existed, but it was called Rubik. Yep, it was about. An animated Rubik's Cube. Let that sink in. So, go ahead, Eric. So, in the cartoon, was Rubik solved or unsolved? 
I shall read what this person says and it will answer your question. Okay. Okay, Rubik ended up in the hands of the Rodriguez kids who spent the rest of the series protecting him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Rubik fell from an evil magician's wagon, and it ended up in the hands of the Rodriguez kids who spent the rest of the series protecting him from the magician who tried to steal him back every episode. Whenever the kids ran into trouble, they would solve the puzzle and then this would cause him to sprout, sprout legs and a little Yoda-looking head, and he would save the day with his ability to fly and other magic powers. Um, so what they, so what the guy says is, why did they leave him solved? Why did he scramble? <laughs> That's ludicrous. That's silly. absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> Hold on. You know what? I'd be dead. The magician would have off me because I still haven't solved a Rubik's Cube yet. Yeah, exactly. You see some kid with his constipated panic look on his face trying to solve that thing is, you know, something was about ready to get him or her. Or or the kid in about 30 seconds, you know, just... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Q, it sprouts <laughs> arms and legs. <laughs> so, can you see the scene? The, the the magician is on his way. He's running at him, and they're holding Rubik, and they're furiously trying. <laughs> and and, and the I've never to pounce and <laughs> <laughs> see uh, uh, what I imagine. Is as soon as they get and there's gonna be that dramatic where they click it to solved and it'll have the little animated lines like for brightness and his head will pop up and he'll go, oh, oh, that's better. <laughs> See, you went with the vicious raw, but uh this little animated head, oh, oh, I'm solved. Here I come, baddies. <laughs> Made me snort. <laughs> What a concept. I mean, seriously. Okay, so I got to go over to my other list. Uh, this comes from another list. Uh, Famous Shay and his lists. So here we go. Um, The Gary Coleman Show. So Gary Coleman of different strokes. But here's the thing. He was dead and he was an angel. Um, so we have Gary Coleman playing the role of a guardian angel who helps children solve their problems and not get tricked by a devil called Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Yes. So, um, so what did, does it say what network that was on? Was that an NBC? I, it would have to be an NBC show because I bet they had their hooks into him. Yes, it, it's NBC. Yay. So they were trying to make him, um, good on, um, yeah, they're riding the different strokes fame. But um, so he's <laughs> I wonder I wonder if Gordon Jump got him. <laughs> <laughs> got out of jail and off that kid for Gordon, sending him Jump, up the river. Gordon Jump was the devil. Yes. Gary Coleman was an angel. What you talking about, Satan? <laughs> but all right. Um now, here is one for all my marketing people out there. You sure as heck know that a general rule of thumb 
is to use kids as their number one target. But Nintendo made, took it a step further. And they made an entire Saturday morning cartoon, one big product placement. It's Captain N and the Games Master. And the Game Master. Which is? So, which is what? I mean, what, what what's the the basis of the show? Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Here we go. Cha 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 cha. It. Oh, it's a it really doesn't say. It just looked and what I'm looking at it. They're like surfing on a Game Boy, and the Game Boy has a digital face looking all intense, like so they're so, flying around on him. And it looks like they're solving crimes and look kind of heroic. So so what is it called again? Captain N, the Game Master. And it was on NBC 1989 through 1991. Right at the beginning of the Game Boy. So, I mean, that would have been a bit beyond our Saturday Yeah, it, we, we, we would have not worried about such things. We would have been watching The Simpsons in college. But, um, but you know, it looks like the main hero, he's got like a letterman's jacket on. And um, like I said, everybody is standing around looking heroic. Well, here's here's several. Oh, it, it's that one, two, three, four. The third or fourth one over on the top is the picture I'm looking at. Which shows him surfing the Game Boy with his gang. I, th- I think the face on the Game Boy looks a little constipated. He might <laughs> look at look a little green there. Look a little sick. <laughs> yeah, he's got some. He's got some cir- circuitry distress going on. <laughs> so, um, let's go on to the next one. Oh, and I can't even fathom. And Eric, I'm going to kind of blow this picture up here in a moment. This ran from 1974. 1975, one year on CBS. The Partridge Family, 2200 AD. But what is just insulting is tell me whose car that looks like. That's a Jetsons vehicle. It's a Jetsons vehicle. And they even have their dog and use in the back. <laughs> Uh, here I can I can give you a better picture of it. Oh, there you go, there you go. And not, and it looks like the guy that's right in front of the dog has an impressive hair helmet. It looks like Elvis went to space. So, is that supposed to be David Cassidy? I mean, is that David yeah. Cassidy character? I think that was David Cassidy and Shirley Jones and Danny, Danny Bonaduce and Susan and Day. Susan Day. So, um, but come on, you want to get spacey, but yeah, it says that, um, yeah, it, it's just honestly the Partridge family looking like the Jetsons and it just, they said it called for completely suspending disbelief. So was it, was it Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, it was. Okay, I mean, I guess it would have to be. I mean, someone would be getting sued if it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was. This is blatant. Now, it would be okay. I will give you this. It would be okay if they met George Jetson 
in in the show. Yeah. If if they were in the same I'm, I'm missing minute of word. time. Yeah, in the in the same genre, in the same arc, in the same you know, and that would be fine because that would be the surroundings. That's how people lived in Jetson's time, but if that's supposed to be different, then that's that's just I wrong. don't know. Just wrong. Yeah, just very it, it, it in once again they're probably trying to capitalize on the the popularity of the Partridge family. So you just you know mimic yeah. copy. Yeah, my wife watching from Colorado. She's in Denver right ah. now. Yes, why why cre- recreate the wheel? That is true. To, to make exactly money, that's why. Um, let's see. I'm doing good on time. I do not remember this one. This comes from 1984 on CBS, and it's called The Get Along Gang, which is about cute creatures. I I seem to remember that for some reason. But um, I, I remember it, but the thing is, I don't... Um, I, I never watched it, but they said it was so saccharine sweet that it would even make Mother Teresa blush. I mean, I mean, look at him. They're, 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 those animals are cute. They are cute, it, it would, but it would ha- have to be saccharine. Well, here is where it's going to make sense. Um, the American uh, greeting card, American greetings company, the card company, yeah. they are the ones who made this cartoon. Gotcha. And there's a bunch of furry creatures teaching moral standards um, with the show that had too much of a communistic overtone. No, really, it's true. He said, don't be fooled by the cuteness of talking furry animals. These are the type of critters your crazy Vietnam bad uncle will warn you about well, that was going to take over America. Um, so one of the characters was Montgomery Good News Moose. <laughs> and so his job is always delivering good news. So was this some sort of Chinese-Russian communist plot to attack the youth of the United States? Is that what you're saying? I think that's what the guy was going for. Yeah, that it, it was just that it must have. And I'm going to dig into this deeper, but I think that they weren't even being exaggerated. They weren't exaggerating. I think that there might have been some, you know, little red book of casting and writers in, there. If you get in, my drift, indoctrination. Yes. Um, I've never heard of this one either. 1982 just sit right back and hear a tale yeah. but there's a twist Gilligan's it's not Island Gilligan's space. you got it Gilligan's yeah. planet 1982 yep yep, yep. so uh, the biggest problem with Gilligan's planet it says is that um, by 1982 a lot of little kids didn't know who the heck Gilligan was and didn't watch it which I take issue with because it was in syndication all over Everybody knew who Gilligan was. But anyway, um, so yeah, they just did their Gilligan's Island thing, but they were stuck on a planet instead. So you could probably throw a, you know, interesting. They're not wearing spacesuits. And of course, they have a little talking animal or a little talking alien. Oh, of course. The guy in the suit said there had to be one. And and you're right. They are not wearing spacesuits. How is that? I don't know. Probably the professor rigged it up with coconuts or something. 
And where's the transistor radio? I don't see it. Um, I'm looking for it. I don't see it. I was looking for it too. And and here's the biggest sacrilege of all. What I'm looking at this picture. What's the biggest sacrilege of that whole thing right there? There's no. Wait a minute. The biggest sacrilege. Yes. I'm not that um ginger's hair is white instead yes. of red okay why no idea maybe it didn't look right um maybe they could not make a hair color red it seems like i've read that someplace before i'm not making that up i, I think what? i have read it well i mean but lovey's jacket there is kind of reddish in her hat yeah gilligan's gilligan's shirt is certainly red well that's just it they couldn't have her hair matching his shirt Pa. Ah, think about that one. You know I'm right. Je m'appelle Pa. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I don't know if this is on your list, but I'm gonna put this comment up here. John uh, said uh, WWF did one that was rock and roll wrestling, absolutely terrible. Brady, it's up your alley. Do you remember that? Yeah, um, because when I watched it, I was a wrestling fan. Although I thought the WWF was for children. I was raised on Mid Atlantic and Georgia Championship Wrestling, where Abdullah would come. Abdullah Butcher would put a nice pick through your eyeball, not some cartoonish Brutus the Barber beefcake kind of thing. But anyway, and, that's and that's a topic for another time. Blood would spurt. Yes. Um. But uh, one of the oh yeah, the Rocket Wrestling thing. Um. The comment on that was those characters were very popular and they were drawn pretty well. But the problem is. What rock and what wrestling was hardly ever mentioned. It would be like Hulk Hogan was wanting to save the rainforest. So they would, you know, fight off Roddy Piper and such from trying to destroy their, it, but they never wrestled. Wrestling was just not mentioned. So they de-emphasized what made them popular. Right. So Dennis has a comment here too. Uh, welcome, Dennis. Uh, Telly Tubby's must be at the top of some worst list. Uh, Telly Tubby's not ex- exactly a cartoon, right? It was like live people. Yeah, speaking, and it really wasn't in- Saturday morning. It was a PBS after-school thing for preschoolers, right? Yes, speaking in gibberish. Yeah. Why would you show your preschoolers some people speaking gibberish? That doesn't teach them anything. Teaches Man. bad habits. Yeah. There, there was a f- famous TV evangelist that tried to say that, you know, th- th- there was the demons lurking in the Teletubbies, but that's a, <laughs> another funny topic. Um, here's one uh, from 1991. I don't remember this, and I would have been in college, but Hammerman, where MC Hammer was a superhero. Of course he was. Um, But, yeah, he just, uh, youth center worker. Hammer's real name, named Stanley, owns a pair of magical dancing shoes, which can be worn, and they transfer him into the superhero Hammerman. He frequently gets advice from Gramps. And now here is what I'm all about. This is pretty cool. Cool Modi and Salt and Peppa made <laughs> nice. an appearance on it. Nice. Why does that wolf look so surly? <laughs> I don't know. He does look a bit surly. But, um, I mean, come on. There's been a lot of one-hit wonders, but why Hammer? 
Well, Hammer wasn't a one-hit wonder, and he was huge at the time. Well, yeah, but I well, you can't touch this. Let's be honest. That's what was his bread butter. Well, yeah. Yeah, there, there was please others. pray please and hammer. please hammer don't hurt him. Right. right. But it it was definitely they can't touch this. But you know why not? Um, I think the flock of seagulls would have been a much better Saturday morning cartoon. If you want to go one hit, or he had cartoonish hair. Yeah, he would just take that. He would sprout wings and fly, <laughs> or use that hair as a weapon. And, and you know what they would do if things got too dangerous? Sing. <laughs> no, they ran. Ha <laughs> ha! So far away. So far away. So, but anyway, um, th- this. I can just talk about quickly because you've heard me gripe about it. Maybe not on air, but I'm a huge fantastic four fan. It was one of my favorite comic books. Um, but in 1978 and 79, I was all excited about the fantastic four cartoon. And I will be honest, I still watched it and liked it, but my favorite flipping character from fantastic four was gone. The human torch was removed and he was replaced with Herbie, the robot. I'd, I'd forgotten that. That was a major, major heap of suckitude right there because you you took arguably your coolest character. Um, I have no idea why they did that, but I'm, that's why it gets on this list. And um, one of the worst ideas, it goes back to sort of what Becky was saying, where why reinvent the wheel? What if you change the wheel so much it bears no resemblance? Um, but this was 1991 to 1992, NBC's classic, Yo Yogi, where Yogi Bear is a rapper of some kind. Okay, before you go on, when you have a computer at your fingertips, you can find the answer to things. Okay. Why was the Human Torch replaced in the 1978 cartoon? Okay. So uh, Human Torch was replaced with a robot named Herbie which stood for Humanoid Experimental Robot B-Type Integrated Electronics. Oh, oh, oh. still not better than the Torch. Because the 1978 TV rights to use the original Android Human Torch and Jim Hammond, which was his alter ego, were tied up by a proposed television pilot movie in development by Universal Studios that never end, ended up never being produced. <sighs> so there's the answer to your age-old question. So it wasn't about stupid marketing. They just couldn't use him. Right. Why Herbie the robot? She Hulk appeared in some um, Fantastic Four later on down the line. Why not use her? Why not put the Silver Surfer in? Don't know. Anyway. So, but yeah, Yo Yogi. Yo Yogi. Um. So he was a hip hop bear. And he kind of kind of has the uh, same getup that um, LL Cool J would have supported back in the days. And what year was this? This would have been 1991 to 92, so one season only. I mean, the, just some epically bad, um, you know, if you want to bring Yelly, Yogi Bear back into existence... Which they did in a movie. There was like a CGI one, 
but why on earth would you do that? Why Yogi Bear? Why not just create a different hip hop bear? Well, there's Yo Yogi right there. Yeah. Uh, and again, a little bit just, beyond our uh, Saturday morning cartoon watching. And really, by then, by 1991-ish, I mean, what didn't there start to be cable TV channels that had cartoons on more than just Saturday mornings? Oh, it, it would have happened by that, yeah, about that time. But, um, you know, why not Tom and Jerry as a rapping duo? Why not... Woodrow Woodpecker, he um, he he was never reinvented to anything spacey or rappy. No, his beak could become the turntable. He would have been a great first choice. There you go. He could have been the DJ. He could have been. So um, but hello, hello Becky, welcome, welcome Becky and Amy. It is indeed stop hammer time. Um, stop. hammer time. So he put on the shoes and his uh, pant legs would billow. <laughs> his pantaloons. His pantaloons. The crotch would immediately drop to his ankles and he would start doing that slide move. And probably shoot like laser beams out of his knees or something as he shuffled. See, I think that his hands would turn into literal hammers. That should have been his... Uh, I would have went a different direction. Makes sense. So th there, there you go, Dennis. Trying hard to get a picnic basket in the lyrics to a hip hop song. There you go. <laughs> it ain't no major trick. Every day is good for a picnic. Pick a pick a pick a pick a pick a. <laughs> Sorry. So, but well, isn't that about exhaustless? I mean, I could think of other you know things that aren't on the list. Cartoons that aren't on the list. Um, I mean. <laughs> I know a lot of people love the Saturday morning cartoon, but there was a gummy bears. Um, there was a gummy bears cartoon. So that, Oh, I mean, why not make an M&M's cartoon? They have cartoon characters. They can be a crime fighting duo where the green M&M would have like a green motorcycle and the red M&M would have like a red helicopter it would just basically be Voltron or Power Rangers, but they would be fighting confectionaries. <laughs> and how is it a confectionary? Can you uh, like fight crime? I mean, do you do you give someone diabetes? Is that how you do that, or what? I'm gonna melt in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's some silliness. Um. Eric, can you think of any off the top of Eric? Because I, I can think of all kinds of, as I think, product placement, like toy cartoons. Um, like there was a action figure named Mask M period, A period, A S period, K period. And, you know, they developed a cartoon from those. Street Sharks. Well, and some... I... Um, and I don't know if they fit into being bad quote unquote but i mean you had um i mean all those sid and marty croft things i mean those were so bad that they were good <laughs> i mean um just crazy stuff it did some of these things weren't cartoons i'm thinking of like uh, yeah 
like Dagger Sh- Shrinker and Shazam and Isis and the Croft uh, Super Show, Captain Cool and the Kongs, Bigfoot right. and Wild Boy, Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Right. Dr. And and some of these Shrinker. cartoons weren't even Saturday morning cartoons, like the Groovy Ghoulies. Oh. I like the Groovy Ghoulies. Yeah. There was times okay. it lost me. Okay, so the Groovy Ghoulies basically were um, monsters like Frankenstein and uh, Wolfman and, and things. And the Mummy, yeah, but they were like a like a band sort of thing. Uh, but like I said, that wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon. That was a weekday cartoon. It might have been a Saturday morning cartoon at one point, but it was a syndicated by the time we came along. Yeah, it could have been. So I'll have to, um, we'll research that. And of course, people have different uh, attitudes about like Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> I personally like Hong Kong Fooey and don't diss Scatman Crothers in my presence, but uh, he's got, yeah, he's got, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's what I wonder about my Saturday morning cartoon watching ritual. There were a lot of different cartoons it seemed like I watched. And they, they were at the same time on the Saturday morning schedule on different stations. How did I do that? Like, I've, I've looked back before. I've seen some tweet about this is the Saturday morning uh, schedule of cartoons from 1978. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I watched the uh, this cartoon and that cartoon. They were on the same time on different channels. How did I do that? We didn't have dvrs or anything like that yeah i don't know how that worked out uh, you know because i've thought about that myself but remember a lot of these only last a year or so true and our utedom you know basically from age three and until you know high school i mean that's a lot of programming for half hour clips well and honestly though i guess maybe you know we were the intended audience at the time and if we if we vaguely remember them, we must not have watched them and looked at them, and that's why they only last a year because we were uh, the prototypical kid of the time. And you know that sucks. <laughs> no one wants to watch that. <laughs> I don't want to. Wa- I don't want to watch a cartoon Dukes of Hazard. I'm gonna watch the real Dukes of Hazard. Exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to watch Gary Coleman as a as a uh, guardian angel. I want to watch Different Strokes. Well, and, and I'd mentioned this like you know I I'm a big superhero comic book kid. I was you know, really into it. So when I heard about the blue Falcon coming, it's like, that sounds really interesting. And it was farcical. And like, you know, you know what my favorite thing about the blue Falcon was? What? When he would get disgusted and he would go dog blunder. <laughs> Dino butt. <laughs> Oh okay, man. So, so so there's another thing. Let's let's go off on that little tangent for a moment. Super Friends. Okay. <laughs> when Super Friends first started, I think it was 1973-ish. So I mean we were young. I don't know that we were watching it that first run at that point. I mean, obviously we saw these episodes later, but Marvin and Wendy. Why? Marvin and Wendy did nothing but cause issues that the exactly. Super Friends had to, had to get them out of. Like, there isn't enough crime in the world to fight without Marvin and Wendy getting involved in something 
and and messing up the the crime fighting to and have to be saved from something. Yeah, I'm sure there's a prequel where you know Marvin and Wendy had a rough time and was taken in by the super friends and tried to train them upright. It was a community service project, but all they did was you know end up getting them near death. Do you, do you think like? You think Batman ever got back to the Hall of Justice? It's like whiz off, Marvin, go home, because he about got killed because of them. You know, well, I don't know. So here's my original question. I guess it got me onto this little excursion here. Wasn't that dog named Dino Mutt? Yes. So they both were named Dino Mutt. Blue Falcon's dog and that dog. Oh wait a bit. No 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 no. no. I don't think Dino Mutt. Was- Dog Wonder, Wonder, I think it was Wonder Dog. Wonder Dog was the Super Friends, Marvin and Wendy's dog. Is that what you're saying? Um, here I'll look it up while you chat because Marvin and Wendy. I mean, for Pete's sake, Marvin was just walking around in bell bottoms and he was wearing a cape around. Marvin seemed really lame, and I was four or five, <laughs> and I was excited when Zan and Jana, the Wonder Twins, popped up. Yeah, because they had actual powers, they could and they could do, do stuff. Things. Form yeah. of an ice <laughs> ice cube. <laughs> and most of the time, it's shape of water. <laughs> water. You and, thought and I was making up the form <laughs> of or shape of gas. And he became like a vapor cloud. And it was you that said it had been hilarious of what happened. Do you remember what you said? I don't remember what I said. But he goes, shape of gas. And all you heard was, and then the episode was over. <laughs> all right. 11 year old or 12 year old, you said that, Eric. It has stuck with me all this time. Yeah, well. But, but you know, for shape of water, Marvin, or no, Marvin. Uh, Zan. That was Zan. Was only enough water to be in a cup. What good is that? You can't, yeah, they say, well, you can drown in a cup full of water. Zan, as that much water, could do no good. Now, if you were like a water enough to be a tidal wave or something, that's one thing. But he's he's shaping of water, and he's jumping into a cup and carried by Gleek the monkey. Like, what is <laughs> well, up with that? Because when Jaina would turn into an eagle, although a strong flyer, couldn't carry around a human, but he could carry around a pail of water. Right, but uh, so could could Zan create himself into a tidal wave? He could he could replicate himself into a bigger volume of water. Well, he could regulate his temperature because he could be gas, he could be ice, or he could be water. He could be solid, liquid, or gas. Right. Would impress me, Zan. Do both. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Hey, I, I pulled up this picture. Um, it is Wonder Dog. Marvin and Wendy's dog was Wonder Dog. But Eric, so if you blue, could pull so, it up. So Blue well, Falcons. Here, just, yeah, you can. Was Dynamite. But Marvin looks like Kelly Terpuka and Wendy looks like Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> yes, she is Joyce DeWitt. And he and is Kelly was, Terpuka. And, and that was before Three's Company. Yep. So people wouldn't have looked at her and said, hey, she looks like Janet on Three's Company. Yeah. Three's Company hadn't come out yet. But I'm surprised Aquaman didn't 
call like an electric eel when they were swimming in the lake. That one thing just to get rid of him. <laughs> he was tempted. Don't make me send the piranha. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Right. You know. So. Uh, okay. Have we exhausted that one? Right at the one hour mark on the exact. And I was only supposed no. to do 20 ish minutes. Yeah, like, again, it's more it's more the ish. Yeah. All right. So uh, let me bring up our website here. I should have uh, run it a little slow. There we go. All right. So uh, our website whoop. is not Yo Yogi. No, it is not Yo Yogi. Let's try that again. Get the right tab to share. There it is. It's up here. There's our website up top. There. There we go. All right. So uh, if you go to our website, you click the link that says store in the middle of the uh, menu at the top of the page. And you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you will see a picture of our latest wear our uh, fan wear t-shirt. Uh, you can click on, that, click on that uh, picture there. It will take you to buymeacoffee.com, which is our crowdsourcing website. You can buy a t-shirt. We've not sold any online t-shirts yet. So if you want a t-shirt, we got them. So just go to Becky, the website. Amy, Dennis, Miss yes. Wilson. Yes. Miss Wilson has one. Show, show, show your ear buttery out in the, out in the world. Um, buy a t-shirt. Like I said, click on the picture. It will take you to uh, our uh, site where you can buy the shirt. And uh, we'll get with you about delivery. But uh, uh, certainly looking to, we got we got a bunch to get rid of. So check it out. Check it out. Check it out. That was, uh, do you remember that show? Now I'm going to go off on another excursion. Remember that show called Check It Out? It was about about a supermarket had Don Adams. Yes, you do, Becky. You do have one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Adams at the supermarket. I can't remember what the gist of it was, but uh, there was that which I'd kind of like that show as I remember, although I don't really remember the gist of it. Then there was another one. Uh, oh, we we always uh, speak of uh, crap comms, but we don't say crap. We say the S. It rhymes with sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, there, there was another one that was set in a restaurant and you had the three waitresses and you had the smarmy restaurant piano player and it's, it's a, it's a living. I think it was called Angelian. Angelian. Yes. I, I, I appreciated that show. And there were the truly crap comms like a uh, small wonder and stuff like that. But, uh, Mr. Belvedere, which did have its charm at times, but. It, it did. It's no groin pains, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, I'm getting off on a tangent. So my topic, now there's two of us. I do topics. I don't do games for just two of us. But uh, my topic, and we, we've spoke. Let, let, let me set this, this, this situation here. I'm sure everyone heard on the news, if you live around here, uh, you heard that Eastgate Mall was sold. It had been in bankruptcy, um, sold for like $14 million, and it was worth $20-some million. But anyway, 
Um, we have spoken upon occasion about uh, the sad state of affairs at Eastgate Mall and how uh, it hurts my heart to go in there anymore because it's just like a mausoleum. I, I would even I, a mausoleum. <laughs> nice word. Um, a, a shell of its former glorious self, and it's just awful. But um, so I, I saw this this thing on on the web 20 defunct mall stores we miss the most so uh now we have done a mall episode before where we talked about the mall it it might have come up what we kind of liked but this is the definitive yes these are actual list of stores and obviously audience you can chime in as well and uh, things you may have liked or disliked uh in in the mall all right, so let me go. Let me start at the bottom here. I don't, I don't think it's any particular order, but uh, start at the bottom and go up. And I'm just going to kind of pick uh, pick ones out I, I know of. There are some on here I don't really remember. But all right, so the first one is uh, Kenny Shoes. I don't ever remember. I know there was a Kenny Shoes, and I don't know if it was in Beachmont Mall or it was. Mall, but it was in Beachmont Mall. Uh, I don't think it was Beachmont Mall. I think it was the Cherry Grove Plaza. Okay. And I could be misremembering that, but I remember Kenny's shoes as basically being saddle shoes in like yeah. leather, you know, dress shoes. Right. The kind when you went in the store, a man in a suit would approach you with a shoe horn. <laughs> and, and it. And, and and one of those just sliding foot things. It's not like right. today where you can, what? All right, shoehorn. Sorry, go finish your thought, and I want to go back to shoehorn. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but the little slidey foot measurement thing, and it was kind of a. I, I don't think I ever had Kenny shoes, but I also knew as a kid, a small child, that I didn't want to go there. So, so did you ever? Did you ever have a shoe salesman faint when they saw your feet? No, I bet they did. How am I going to put a shoe on that? <laughs> give me the give me the weird slide, but um, <laughs> yeah, but Kenny's shoes I do remember, but I just never partook. Yeah, a shoehorn. <laughs> is there is that implement even used anymore? I mean, I still buy them. I've not seen a shoehorn in 45 years, I'll bet. <laughs> Probably since I was in Kenny's shoes as a youth. <laughs> I mean, no one uses a shoehorn anymore. Um, I'm is sure it, they are out there. Probably just, somebody that has $800 Ferragamo like leather shoes that they don't want to accidentally crinkle. But even then, I, I, I don't own one. But I did see, seems like I saw some at a store. Well, is it because shoes back then were just, for the most part, horrifically uncomfortable? I mean, you had oh yeah, rigid. Yeah, because they wouldn't give. You know, no. it really wasn't until uh, Nike really created the 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 tennis shoe, quote unquote, that shoes got a little bit more comfortable. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, basically, I the bottom was made out of um, like drywall and rock, <laughs> and then you know, the cardboard sides and then leather from probably the meanest old weather beaten bull <laughs> whose leather was like a shield. 
<laughs> so do you have or does your mom have a pair of your baby shoes that have been bronzed? No, not bronzed. I know there's a pair of my baby shoes that have been bronzed. Probably my dad's no, house. But... I don't want to speak of such a – that sounds like an expensive thing to do. Seems all like I it. could – all I could think of is Han Solo and Empire Strikes Back, like you know the carbon freezing, like yeah. doing that to shoes. It, I mean, that has to be molten. They have to put your shoes in molten bronze. Yes. How does it but, not spontaneously combust and ruin the object it's encasing? I don't know, but I guess what I was getting at is looking at those shoes. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine putting those shoes on a a toddler today. I mean, they're just just looking at them made my feet hurt. Oh, it's like a medieval torture device. <laughs> so yeah, shoes have come a long way. That's probably why they've come a long way in our lifetimes. That's making it sound like, you know, in back in my day, but that yeah, it, it's legit. I think but, shoe technology has taken a jump in the last five years. Yes. But here's here's a little wrinkle about Kenny's shoes. Kenny's shoes, part of Kenny's shoes lives on as foot locker which started out as a division of Kenny Shoe Corporation in 1974. Huh. So how about that? I did not know that. All right. So uh, next one, Sam Goody. We did not have Sam Goody in our part of the Midwest. We did not. Um, But we had its variants. See, I think there wasn't there a Sam Goody like at Florence Mall or something. It was not something, something like that, yeah. Directly in our area, but yeah, there was one around. It, it seems like that, but you know, I remember. You know what? I went to a Sam Goody. I think on vacation in Florida once, okay. and um, it just seemed like a camel's night. You know, it was just like it wasn't. There's ridiculously different, different. yeah yeah um the only uh out outlandish record store i ever went to was tower records out in los angeles but i mean i, I maybe i've been to a sam goody at some point but usually like you said it was camel snot <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> over on the bigs side we were all excited when tape world opened tape you remember world. tape world <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then, but tape world even i mean i mean, it was still the same product but i always felt it was a little bit ghetto going into tape world and they were overpriced yes indeed couldn't find any deep cuts at tape world no <laughs> tape world i've forgotten about tape world now, <laughs> now 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 some younger people probably thinking tape world that's like yeah like, like scotch tape? Mas masking tape Duck and tape? scotch tape and you know all right, I got a couple comments here, uh, Miss Wilson. I couldn't wait until I got to give up my childish saddle shoes and move on to the penny loafer. Yeah. What? What? Ain't that the truth? We I remember going school clothes shopping and having to get the saddle shoes. That's all there was, right? Or you had your Buster Browns. Buster Brown. Now I was going to get to Buster Brown. I don't know if Buster Brown's on this list, so I didn't say anything. Uh, about it, but, um. Yeah, Carissa, yeah, you don't wear the shoes after you buy. I know that. But the thing <laughs> is, those shoes probably were not much less comfortable without the bronze than they were with. 
I'm going to have to get on the Google machine to go back to this because I want to know. I do not think I would bronze my child's shoes if I was wanting to protect them because I think the molten metal would set them on fire and destroy the very object I'm meaning to recreate. I have a bronze facsimile. So, yes, Amy and Chris, you do need to get shirts. Just I'd see your conversation going back and forth. So, now we told you how to do that here. Buy up a shirt. All right. Next one, the sharper image. I still think the sharper image is cool. It's still around. It's not as big of a deal. Now, you had to go to Florence Mall or Dayton Mall. Eastgate did not have a sharper image. No. Or Tri-County. But sharper image to me as a kid was cool stuff that was way too expensive. Right. And the salespeople would always look at me like, get out of here, kid, because I know you don't have the money to buy anything in here. Right. And don't mess with our stuff and break it. Yes. I was so uh, tempted to pick up the thing, the little needle, like little pens and needles, and put your face on it so it makes an outline <laughs> of your face. No. Or, or put the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what you do right there. <laughs> Every time you went to a sharper image or a Spencer's, there was 50 birds there in pen. That is true. <laughs> yeah, so the sharper image, for those of you who don't know, and then like Brady said, it's still around. So you can find things online from the sharper image, but it's about gadgets and little things. Laser little- hair removal, handheld laser hair removal wands and things like that. Right. Okay, so this next one, uh, country seat. I remember a country seat. County seat or country seat? Well, this says country seat, but maybe it was county seat. Was it? Was there a county seat too? I remember I, something sound like that. Me. If it was called something... county seat or country seat, I wouldn't have went and shopped at it. I'm sure. It was not my bag. Well, but I remember something like that being an Eastgate. I think maybe it was just there for a short while. I don't know, but um, yeah. All right. KB Toys. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was always popular. It was always popular. It became slower ute. Oh, yeah. It became now the, the thing I remember is KB seemed to be a little bit pricier than its competition, Toys R Us or Sears or Kmart or Twin Fair. Um but or Gold Circle. That Twin, Twin Fair. <laughs> Gold circle. Oh boy, now you're going back in the arc. Yeah, going way back. But um, KB was really cool because I know probably I'm not meaning to give a spoiler for anything on the list, but the ultimate triad, the holy trinity of nine-year-old me's mall thing is I would make the triangle between, it was always on the, it was on the same part of the mall, KB to Walden Book to Camel Snot back to KB. And those, that, that was my trio. And in the preseason was Spencer's walking by it. <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, Amy says she doesn't remember any of these stores. She may be a little too young. She might be. Um, and Miss Wilson says it was country seat. So, gotcha. so now Miss Wilson, was there a country seat in Eastgate Mall like I seem to remember? Maybe I'm just making that up. What I wonder what um, 
country seat sold? Well, I can tell you it. Uh, country wear, uh, blue jeans, uh, casual wear. It was not a craft no. store. No, it was not a craft okay. store. Uh, Krista says KB Toys was her favorite store in the Euclid Square Mall. All right, moving on. Ah, uh, here's one. Stephen Berry's. Oh, Stephen Berry's came like a f flaming comet and left just as quickly. It was Stephen Berry's the five dollar hoodie fame. Yes, it was. It was glorious. It was glorious. The time it was there. Oh my gosh! And you get like I remember getting a Morehead sweatshirt there. I was so. Yeah. Overjoyed. You get the three for deal. I would give you a Florida, an Ohio State, and my Moorhead or a UC or Xavier. Yes. Right. And it, it it was. And they had their own brand wear, but it was licensed college wear uh, that you could buy there for very reasonable prices. But uh, maybe that's why they went out of business because their prices were too reasonable. But, um, moving on. Um, well, how, well, how about this? I didn't even know. I mean, it, it must not have come here till late in its existence. But uh, Stephen Berry's lasted twenty four years. Really? Yeah. Now I did have a. Sometimes Stephen Berry's hoodies and sweatshirts will be of questionable quality. I have a distinct memory of getting a sweatshirt where, um, one sleeve was like a large sleeve and one sleeve was a medium. So it was like three inches shorter on one side. I'm, and I'm not even being funny, even though it is hysterical. It really did happen. So did you, did you walk around with one arm? <laughs> no, it just looked, it, I mean, my arms are long anyway. It made me look like Mr. Fantastic from the fantastic four on one side. Like, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on, the limited. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that was not as a women's clothing, but uh, a very popular store there for a while. And matter of fact, I I think the the company is still called the limited, but they own limited brands. Yeah. They own many things. Isn't isn't that uh, Les Wexner from Columbus? It is the infamous Les Wex Les Wexner. Um, yeah. Let's see, that would be. Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, Abercrombie and Fitch, um, Limited, Limited. Uh, now there used to be a, it used to be called Limited for Men, then it became Express, then Express for Men. Well, see, and I didn't, I didn't shop those sorts of stores. I know you did. <laughs> there, there was never anything in there. I would not that I was opposed to that. I never anything in there that fit me. They were not I'll, looking for my demographic in those sorts of stores. But um, I, I do remember the moment where I walked. I had I was going at an education conference in Easton in Columbus. There, Tony Outdoor Mall there. And I, I remember the moment where I felt I was the wrong, like, Express for Men left me. I walked yeah. in. And it's like, I will look absolutely ridiculous wearing anything in here. Which got me to questioning, you know, is there a big difference between Cincinnati and Columbus's, you know, what, I mean, it was like, 
I remember walking in there and everything was like very shiny pink satin. It looked, looked almost like Dumb and Dumber. Like one of their, um, the orange is like, nah, this is a little bit too much for me. <laughs> Could have put it on and did a little jig. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I felt I would feel silly. So it's kind of like American Eagle. Yeah. Got a lot of American Eagle stuff, but I would look like I was trying to be 15 if I wore anything from there now. Right. All right. Next door, B. Dalton Bookseller. Like, now, like, like, like me a bookstore. Yes. Love me a bookstore. Um, B. Dalton, I believe, was at Beachmont. And then Walden Book was at Eastgate. Eastgate. And yes. honestly, potato, potato, B. Dalton and Walden Book were interchangeable. They even looked the same. Yep. Now, B. Dalton was acquired by Barnes & Noble. So, uh, did not know this, Miss Wilson. Columbus is a test market for many companies. So. Huh. They failed the test that day with me. <laughs> uh, Carissa, talking about your t-shirt, your, uh, your sweatshirt, you'll grow into it. Right? <laughs> and he says, just roll up the long side and start a trend. <laughs> I still roll up my sleeves. All right, next door, also uh, women's clothing. I'm not sure. I, I, You're a frequent customer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember this store being talked about. I don't know if there were any around here. The merry-go-round? Oh, Mar no, 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 no. Get, get behind me, Eric. That is not a women's clothing store. Merry-go-round, the commercials were on MTV. And it was a huge moment. There was not a merry-go-round in our area at all, not the Cincinnati area. But when I went to visit my sister at Ohio State for a weekend, she took me to a merry-go-round, and I got my merry-go-round sweatshirt. And I felt like, like MTV sold me on merry-go-round. Well, see, I'm just going by a little blurb here. Merry-go-round again, not going for my size demographic. There'd be nothing in there I could wear. That's where you would uses. get the cool parachute pants. Like I could wear a pair of parachute pants or merry-go-round. You wore a pair of parachute pants. Not for merry-go-round. Not for merry-go-round. It was the same thing. Just, uh, but <laughs> I, I think merry-go-round had a couple extra zippers. Uh, yeah, well, um, uh, closed all five hundred thirty-six of its stores in nineteen ninety-six. So. <sighs> Next store, and uh, these are. You saw these in malls sometimes. You saw these as freestanding stores sometimes. Fashion bug. But uh, that was, I think, mostly women's clothes, too. But uh, there was a fashion bug in Georgetown. I think there was a fashion was. bug in, in, uh, in Eastgate, too, maybe. But it was, it was fairly uh, widespread. Uh, they said they closed the all their stores. And the fashion insect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, closed all its stores in 2012. Huh. All right, next store. And it seemed like I vaguely remember this one from somewhere. Maybe this was a Tri-County Mall sort of store. The Nature Company. or it's, Yeah, the Nature Company. Okay, or, now I could be misremembering the Nature Company. But can I guess? Was it like educational toys and things like that? Yes. Yeah. Maps, fossils, telescopes, outdoorsy stuff. It was expensive, and it seemed a little. And I'm not a. It, 
some of that stuff interests me, but I just remember it being decorated. It kind of looked like an art gallery somewhat inside where things were under glass boxes and, you know, like you would see in a museum, like they would store jewels and it was expensive. Right. And am I remembering correctly? That's like a tri-county mall sort of place. It, it was. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next on the list, um, we talked about B. Dalton, but Walden books, which we mentioned. Yeah. Um, and as you said, B. Dalton was in Beachmont and Walden books was in Eastgate. Um, but you saw both of them in different malls around the area. So like you said, they were kind of interchangeable, but. Uh, Go get my heavy see. dose of Garfield far side books. So B. Dalton shut down in 2010. Walden Books shut down in 2011. So must have been right when the big bookstore downsizing was occurring. Yeah. Probably coming, coming out of the, the recession there. They couldn't make it. But uh, All right, next one. Uh, sometimes you saw it in store or uh, malls. Sometimes you saw them as freestanding stores. Radio Shack. Radio Shack, yeah. Tandy Handheld Games. Yes. Uh, Tandy Computers. Um, you know, we had Radio Shacks around here in Mount Orb and Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, I believe there was also one in Eastgate Mall, if I'm remembering correctly. Eric, in a portentous, very, what do you call it, clairvoyant moment in our childhoods, I bought a kit from Radio Shack where you can make a radio in your own little microphone. And I made that one of those little kits. Yes. And I think that we did a show, didn't we? I think we did. I had a Mr. Microphone. Yep. And, and I remember to get the wires to stay. I used Play-Doh because it would pop, it would pop out like the little wire would pop out of the microphone. So I used Play-Doh to keep it in place. Right. Not making that up. Wow. How about that? And here we are today. Yes, there we go. Uh, Miss Wilson remembers Nature Company. Wasn't that at Kenwood? It may have been Kenwood. Yeah. Um, not you. You very well could be correct about that. All right. The next one here. I don't remember there being any of these. And I only bring it up because it said uh, this particular chain of stores was owned by Camel Snot. <laughs> called the wall do you remember the wall the wall yeah no i don't and it was a music store owned by camelot uh later camelot was bought out by trans world entertainment and is now defunct um yeah i, I don't remember the walls so around here there must have been camelot music's stores all right um So uh, the, there was one here listed. I don't think we had any of these around here, but uh, Bergner's. What is it? Bergner's. No, nope, doesn't sound even remotely familiar. But but I think Bergner's was tied in with uh, oh, uh, Elder Beerman. I think they were the same. So I think around here they were Elder Beerman stores. So. Um. I, I think I just remember Bergner's because I think those exist out where uh, my wife's family lives out in Illinois and in, in Iowa and in such places. So, 
All right. So uh, that that exhausted my list. I would like to add one. Go ahead. Um, there is one that I remember. Um, sorry, uh, my dog Pepper just made a grand entrance. She laid up on the bed and she's kind of looking. At, she was kind of looking at me. Um, but um, I remember my sister when she got her driver's license and everything went to the mall, but she was horrified at how expensive the store, but cool was it's called Foxmore. Foxmore. I remember that. Wait, wait, now, wait a minute. Was it Fox M O O R? Yes. Foxmore? So yeah. Maybe I, maybe I do remember that. And another one that popped into my head was of course the chess King. Chess King. Yes. But again, a place I would not shop because they had nothing there that would fit me. So, um, and once again, it was it was a little on the pricey side. So, in Chess King, you were kind of stepping out of your your comfort zone a little bit. It got to be a little bit fashionable, and you're afraid what names you'd be called if you wore something that was too out of step, right? Right. Um. And another one that I thought of, um, made a joke about this a couple weeks ago, Brenda Moore. Brenda Moore. That was, that was a Cincinnati-based yeah. sporting goods. It was a sporting goods store. And um, let's not forget Aladdin's Castle. Correct. A trip uh, to the ball, go the, to the, the arcade at Aladdin. The arcade, yeah. Uh, and I, I just looked around and found some others here that we can add. Uh, Montgomery Ward. Heard of it, not familiar with it. I think there was one for a while there over in the Beachmont area, but uh, Floorsheim Shoes. Oh, yeah, that was another one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, you brought up Buster Brown. I said I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't know if it was on the list I had, but uh, Buster Brown, the kid's shoes. And uh, I'm not sure if I ever had any Buster Brown shoes, but always seemed like some place I wanted to go get my shoes for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, Floorsheim, and I am making a joke to be funny. If you shop at Floorsheim, you also watch Matlock. Um, <laughs> and Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> with some Lawrence Welk and a side of gravy. But Now, there, there's probably a demographic that listens to our show that we just offended. Just hit the end button. Whippersnappers. Um... Well, but here yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm looking at a Foxmore a picture of a Foxmore yeah. store here. Um, let me see. Scrolling down through here, uh, Murphy's Mart. Murphy's. We had some Murphy's stores um, around here in Hillsboro, and I think there was one in Maysville. Uh, kind of a department store sort of place. Woolworth. Oh yeah, I remember Woolworth being in the Beachmont Mall. Walgreens was a mall store at one point. Yeah, now they're standalone. Um, see, I, it seems like I remember there was a Richmond here that I seem to remember. Yeah. For some reason, um, for some reason that in my mind, I think that's a Beachmont Mall store. But uh, yeah, what was the name of the um? Oh gosh, what was the name of the place where we would get our taxes from? Or prom. Oh. Right inside the left, right beside Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll come remember. to me. Uh, casual Corner. 
I, I don't know that I ever shopped there, but I remember it. Uh, well, the in the seasonal Hickory Farms little <laughs> little kiosk that would come up. Get around some sausage and cheese. <laughs> right, summer sausage in in the winter. Um, you said casual corner, but there was also the casual mail. Correct. That's where I bought my first skinny leather tie. Yeah. Ah, uh, here we go. Linda. Brady had Buster Brown shoes. Were they saddle shoes, Mom? <laughs> I bet they were. Yeah. Uh, Eric with one there. Hot Topic. That's another one. It's still around, though. Yeah. I, again, I don't know. It's not, not one of the places I would shop. Now, Amy asked a question. What was the sports place that had memorabilia and stuff in Eastgate Mall? The Scentsy Shop. Was it? Yep. Okay. Take your word for it. Uh, Krista said Woolworths had its own smell. It, as, as I remember, it did have an odor. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell you what that odor was, but I, I know what she's talking about. Like, Kind of smelled like, like grandma's inside of her purse. <laughs> or grandma, you know, it had, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> smell like the inside of grandma's <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> uh uh so just like uh, the mcgalpins and cherry grove had its own sound i guess wars had its own smell um krista says merry-go-round was where all the cool kids shop that must have been why i didn't shop there uh so your mom says your buster browns were white you were a very young <laughs> like <toddler>. cousin eddie <laughs> <laughs> well lindy you white. should bronze you should bronze those shoes there's probably nothing left but a little bit of molecular <laughs> oh, probably busted those things down say, no d- those no those shoes back then cockroaches and those shoes would survive a nuclear holocaust <laughs> they're still in chernobyl <laughs> but... uh the gap another... gap's still around um i we had one i didn't love it the gap changed in the 90s like the, i just remember it maybe maybe i couldn't find stuff to fit me at the gap when you know i was too small or whatever but then it kind of rebranded itself. It kind of got cool again in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much my list there. Uh, did you have anything other to add other than what we, I I was thinking, I was thinking one, uh, orange Julius. Dude, I was just getting ready to say that the orange Julius. Um, yeah. I love some orange. Right. You know, Right outside the Shillitoe's entrance in Beachmont Mall. And it was right um it was right in the main entrance of Eastgate, the Orange Julius. And it was replaced by a um Dairy Queen. Yeah. But um but Orange Julius, I can honestly say that was my first the first time I ever walked in the mall and you smelled the caramel corn spelled with a K. And you smelled all the in, uh, but the first thing that I drank was an orange Julius at the mall. The first time we went, and I was in love. I was partial to the strawberry Julius. The strawberry ones were good. Now, as much as I love an orange Julius, it would linger in your mouth a bit. It would. It'd have an aftertaste. 
and and kind You'd of be bourbon up Julius's <laughs> three days later, and and it kind of had a, a little film, a little film in your mouth, <laughs> right? It's like you go, like you put Elmer's glue in your hand, you can just run and pull it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know exactly it's hard to explain eric but i know what you yeah, mean believe it or yeah, not yeah uh but you can still buy an orange julius can't you at dairy queen or someplace i, I don't know but i need it needs to happen oh yeah if somebody hasn't brought it back uh yeah amy uh, that's what she said <laughs> right? all right uh audience members you have any other mall stores to to bring up and add to our list, Brad, do you think of any others? I'm trying to go down the, the line at Eastgate in my mind. Uh, yeah. Um, oh man, there, there's one right on the tip of my tongue. It was what, oh, well, we got to talk about Spencer's a little bit. I mean, it's still around, but yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Chris, the strawberry was better than orange. They were um, both delicious. Spencer's. Gary Gul- uh, again I, I, I quote Gary Goldman. he has a nice bit on Spencer's you, you need to look that up I can't say it here but uh, yeah well <laughs> like uh, na- naming three items uh, one of which is very uh, unmentionable here on this show where can I find well, a, uh, a, uh, a a t-shirt with Woody Woodpecker on it a uh, a, uh, a beaded necklace and a, a an unmentionable here Spencer's well no, uh, I, no, I could tell you the three items. Because when I first time I went to the mall, I got an arrow through the head gag. A la Steve Martin. Yeah. I remember reading uh, the fart book. <laughs> it was there. Yeah. And then you would flip through the poster section. But then there was the posters of like popular, you know, your Michael Jordan, your Motley Crue or whatever. But then there was the black light posters that seemed to feature a lot of left-handed cigarettes <laughs> in mushroom stuff like in lava lamps and beads and things like that. And probably I think a few items that I didn't know it at the time, but I think they were used for smoking the things found in left-handed cigarettes. Now, what wasn't it on this very show that you figured out, or we told you what a roach clip was for, <laughs> I think it was on this show you found that out. Uh, yeah, I never knew why they called it a roach club. I thought it was like aftermarket for your pet cockroach. <laughs> well, no, actually, I didn't know what a roach club was. I just knew it was what went on the straw hats that you got at the fair. That, that you know, the tacky item found at the fairs. Right. But you knew they were called roach clips, but you didn't know what they were for. Yeah. Um, I ha- uh, and Eric Lehman, um, Lehman, Lehman, I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing. Um, I had a velvet police poster. It was the um, album cover for their Zenyatta Mandata album, and I had that as a black light poster. Do you want to know what the biggest crime of humanity was? I never had a black light, I never saw it in its black light glory. Well, the the biggest affront to humanity is the fact that there is only one no i'll take that back two velvet posters that should ever be sold do you know what those two are i'm sorry i don't know 
Led Zeppelin cover. Elvis. Velvet Elvis. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And dogs playing cards. Those those are the only two velvet posters that should have. Sometimes they play pool and sometimes they play poker. Both of them are acceptable. Yes, correct. All right, we do have some stores being thrown out here. Uh, Eric says pretzel time. I don't, I don't recall pretzel time. I, of course, we have uh, Mrs. Uh, what's the name of that pretzel place? Auntie, Mrs. Auntie, Aunt, yeah, Auntie, Auntie yeah. Anne's, which yeah. is still in the mall, I believe. Yeah, get the double uh, doozy. Yeah, uh, no, no, that was uh, that was the cookie place. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which is right beside there. But that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amy says Aeropostale. Again, uh, that was a big not deal. In, not not in my realm of shopping because again, there were no clothes in there that fit me. They didn't want people my size to be stylish. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't hold a grudge at all from my teenage <laughs> years. Uh, so Chris, it does uh, say that you can get an orange Julius at DQ, which I thought. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to go on an orange Julius run, Brady, before school starts. I again. think so. All right. Uh, Chris also says Higby's. I believe Higby's. We didn't have any of those around here, but I think I was at Cleveland. Wasn't that in uh, A Christmas Story? Wasn't that Higby's that they went to? I thought that was uh, Marshall. Uh, wait a minute. Marshall's? No, I think it was Higby's. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, so Eric said, and I guess, Eric, you had a Pink Floyd velvet poster? Maybe? Yeah, the, the that, dark side of the moon one. I bet. Right. I bet. All right. Any others, Brady, that you can uh, think of? I not that I can think of. I think we pretty much exhausted all that list. But uh, I, I'm holy cow! What's going on? The dog that was a leg on my feet was disturbed by something. All right. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, you you brought up some stores there. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, Pogues. Oh and, yeah. And and, and ranks. <laughs> Rings, folks. <laughs> Elder Beerman. Elder Beerman, yes. Um, and you mentioned Ontario and Gold <laughs> Ontario. Circle. Um, but uh, all those stores, and maybe maybe they shifted hands along the way, but it seems like all those stores, not Pogues, but um, Ontario and. Uh, Van Lunens. Van Lunens. That was in that was in Amelia, but uh, Ontario Gold Circle. Um, they, weren't they Twin Fair? Yes, weren't they? I think Twin Fair was. Uh, oh, I think Ontario's became Twin Fair. Oh, service merchandise was thrown service, in there. Service merchandise. Yes. Gold Circle was attached to uh, Beach Mama Mall. Well, before that, it was somewhere else. Before that, it was uh, like where Ollie's Bargain whatever is now. Yeah. In that little strip. But I thought uh, Ontario was there, too. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking they maybe shifted yeah. hands along the way. Uh, yeah, Amy brings up McAlpin's, which turned into Dillard's, and we've talked. that. Amy the, might uh, not have heard that story. She She came in a little bit later, but okay. we'll throw it out at her. Okay, so you want to tell it or you want me to tell it? Yeah, I'll tell it real fast, and Eric, tell me if I missed anything. Um, 
as a little child, as a kid and a teenager, a, a young person, which we all are still. But anyway, um, when you would walk into McGalpin's, the first thing you would hear is this high pitch tone, like your ears were ringing. Yeah. And McGalpin's, when you walked in, your ear, it, it, that noise was emanating. And I always hated going there as a kid. And I would sneak off to Petland while my mom shopped. And um, but that noise, you could hear it. I just would like to know if you heard the noise. Now we always opined that that noise was a a child controlled device, so children like wouldn't the Star go running. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, children wouldn't go running around the store and causing a ruckus. That 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 high pitched squeal would keep them in line and, and give them a slight correction. <laughs> right. So uh, that, that's, but when McAlpin's moved to Eastgate Mall, the noise disappeared. It was no longer there. Because they didn't want to run off the chitlins. <laughs> right. Because they were coming out of the mall. So, I mean, that's probably, yeah. probably would have hurt their business. Because in uh, Cherry Grove, you had to go to McAlpin's. It was kind of a standalone thing. It was in a strip mall, but it was a standalone. Actually, yeah. where the Kroger is now there in Cherry Grove. But uh, yeah. So that's the story about McAlpin's, Amy, if you never heard that one. All right. Anything else? I don't think anything else. We probably probably exhausted all that. Okay. Uh, Want to uh, remind you once again, visit our website. If you want a t-shirt, I saw some people in the chat talking about t-shirts. Go to the website. Amy, uh, Carissa, we we will put you on our website. Actually, we will put everybody on the website that gets our t-shirts. Show your play-it-by-ear pride. We will get your picture on our feed. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, go to the website. Go to the shop link and scroll to the bottom of the page. Click on the picture of the T-shirt, and you can buy a T-shirt right there, and we'll uh, we'll get it to you. Anything else for the good of the order, Brady? All good. Just be careful out there. Everybody be careful. Was this Hill Street Blues? Yep. All right. I want to remind you the audio version of this show will be released on Friday morning at 3 a.m. Uh, it is found on uh, most platforms that you find an audio podcast uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. And again, most anywhere you find a, an audio podcast. On Spotify, we do have a video uh, on our podcast now, so you can see the video there. In addition to Spotify, you can also see the video on our YouTube channel. If you search Play It By Your Podcast on YouTube, you can find that channel. And we're also on Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Thank you. Um, Social media links can be found on our website. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. And uh, again, you can find those links there. If you want to interact with us via email, you can email admin at playitbyyearpodcast.com. Uh, to leave a voice message for us, you can click a link at your audio podcast provider. If you're on the iHeartRadio app, there is a talk back button that you can click and you can uh, um, leave us a message. We'll put it right into the show. Uh, it's been a while since we got a voice message. So I think uh, Celia sent us one right uh, before or uh, uh, right before episode 100, I think. But uh, always welcome those if you if you like. So, Brady, if you want to go ahead and take us out. 
take us home. So, one more time, in honor of our compadre pod, pod, our compadre Todd. So, uh, until I think of something better, peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.